재미와 지식의 오디오라이프 팝빵 You're listening to Koreascape on TBS eFM 101.3 MHz in Seoul and surrounding areas. In today's One by One, we're getting a peek into the harsh realities of modern dating with our guest Jessica Lee. Although she is enjoying the solo life, the struggle is real when it comes to the world of blind dates and also online dating. So she's here to talk to us about her experiences. Welcome, Jessica. Hello. Hello, <laughs> and thanks for joining us in the studio. But um, I understand you're no s t stranger to Koreascape. I'm not. I actually used to be on Real Life Korean. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so our regular listeners, of course, will be very happy to hear from you again. I guess. <laughs> yes. And we get to learn a little bit more about you, the personal side of mm-hmm. Jessica. So why don't you give us maybe just a brief introduction of what you do and, um, I mean, how you live in Korea and you're born in Korea, but just a little bit of background. Um, I used to live in Australia mm-hmm. for two years in my elementary years and I came back and I've never gone back since. Mm-hmm. And I'm nowadays working as freelance translator and interpreter. So that's basically what I do these days. Okay, a lot of freelance work as well mm-hmm. and some from broadcasting in between right. as well. Okay, so let's delve into the topic right away. Um, online dating or the the other blind dates mm-hmm. as well. Uh, tell us, how do you sort of find dates? What's the main sort of route that you go through? Mostly blind dates. Mostly my friends introduce me to another guys. Mm-hmm. But these days I've been using app dating as okay. well. Uh-huh. All right. So before we go to the app, the most um, common form you said mm-hmm. are blind dates. So mm-hmm. getting in Korean, right. mostly set up by friends. And um, um, how are those going? Well, it's going pretty <laughs> tough. Yeah, really? Why? Yeah, it's not never easy because you never know uh, who you're going to meet. Mm-hmm. And you never know whether you might be running into creeps. <laughs> You have to really careful <laughs> introducing these blind dates. Usually, I mean, isn't there at least one filter by your friends if they're right. introducing them to you? Right, but you never know. You never know until you meet them in person. So I get the sense that you have run into some creeps, yes. even on blind dates. Yes. <laughs> Can you tell us about an experience? Well, there was one guy who called me in the mm-hmm. middle of the night, and I remember specifically it was about 30 minutes after midnight. This and is I, after you guys met or before you no, met? No, before. It oh. was just a day before uh-huh. the day we were supposed to meet. And I was all set and I was getting ready to go to bed mm-hmm. and my phone rang. Mm-hmm. At that point, I didn't know his phone number, right? but he knew mine. Mm-hmm. So, well, I picked it up and I didn't know who it was. And he just kept on saying, we are seeing tomorrow, right? Uh-huh. And he sounded really drunk. Oh, too. no, not a good Because, first impression. I know, right? Because you can tell by his pronunciation and the mm-hmm. way he's Slurring talking. Slurring his words. Yeah. I... And he kept on saying, I really miss you. I really want to see you. And then I was like all creeped out. <laughs> But I, I, I didn't know when to hang up. Uh-huh. So I just, the phone call went on for like 30 minutes. Oh, dear. And then the next morning, I decided to text him Mm -hmm. that I'm not willing to meet him today. (laughs) No surprise there. No, I I sent him like, I I don't know if you remember this, you sounded really drunk on the phone last night, Mm -hmm. and I'm not willing to see you today. Mm -hmm. So Did he reply back? Yeah, he kept on saying, I'm sorry, but no chance. (laughs) (laughs) And he admitted he was sort of inebriated when he made that call? 
Yeah. Yes. Who set you up on that lovely date? A friend? Close a friend? friend of mine, a close friend of mine, actually. <laughs> I, I, I think she didn't know that he was that kind of person. Okay. So I'm not blaming her. All right, <laughs> good. I mean, yes, better luck next time. How often would you say that you go on these blind dates? Well, not so often these days, but um, in the back in the days when I was in my <laughs> mid-20s, I used to go on about 10 blind dates mm-hmm. and I... I went on seven to eight blind dates in a year. Okay. So, well, that's, yeah, that's kind of a monthly basis. Would you say that's kind of an average among people your age or? I don't really think so. I think that's kind Kind of of over. It's over the average. Really? Okay. So I guess that testifies to sort of your appeal or your Mm -hmm. friends always very willing to uh, set you up on these blind dates. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, The blind dates, though, uh, you mentioned that now you're sort of making your foray into apps as well Mm -hmm. and online dating. Mm -hmm. I think they are generally more popular maybe overseas in the U.S. I know my brother and Mm -hmm. I know my friends generally try to meet people through online apps, online dating. Um, It started from like Match.com, but now it's all increasingly apps, right? Right, right. How recent have you been, I mean, how... Recent has it been since you started making that transition, I guess, or doing it at the same time? I think it has been about one year when a certain mobile app, dating app, uh, mm-hmm. began to um, gain its popularity. Is that a local app or one that's also available sort of international? International, yeah. Begin with a T by any chance? Right. Okay. And ends with R. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I've heard a lot about this. Um, how has your experience been then? Since it's been a year then. Right. You get to... Uh, you get to have conversation with so random guys mm-hmm. and everything, every info you get actually is their looks. Exactly. Yes. So I tried having conversation with those who I think are good looking, but they never ended well uh-huh. because there was always that point when I felt like when they asked, well, we should meet. Mm-hmm. I, I kind of resisted, hesitated kind of. Why? Because I don't know. I, I, I think I think I think I I didn't want to put myself into any creepy situations or any danger I might face. But that's kind of isn't the point of these online apps? I mean, mm-hmm. obviously, you sort of do the first screening. You mm-hmm. know what they look like. Mm-hmm. You carry on a conversation online. Mm-hmm. But then ultimately, you have to meet offline. No. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. Maybe I just enjoyed having those conversations just online. Uh-huh. So you never met anyone offline no. that you met online? No. Would you be willing to give it a shot? Maybe. I mean, uh, obviously, these apps, um, you know, if they've been around for so long and so mm-hmm. many people are using them, mm-hmm. you know, it must do something right. Well, I think I will never be able to meet someone from online dating app. I mean... I think if you're a girl, I think you might be able to relate to those feelings you get. Kind Mm -hmm. of, you kind of get that alert when someone is willing to meet you and Mm -hmm. then someone is eager to see you offline on the online dating app. I think you get the feeling like, why is this going so like fast? 
Oh, is it maybe the, the speed at which they want mm-hmm. to meet offline that mm-hmm. kind of sets off mm-hmm. alarm bells? Mm-hmm. Well, you can control the pace then, can't you? I mean, and then also maybe put in some like safety mechanisms. You know, I'm going somewhere to meet this guy. Mm-hmm. So maybe you can be there or mm-hmm. call me in like 10, 15 minutes. Mm-hmm. Uh, like in a blind date, right? Mm-hmm. You have these safety sort of mechanisms mm-hmm. in place. Well, I never thought of that. That's a good tip. <laughs> Because, I mean, um, obviously, it's fun to do these online apps. But I'm mm-hmm. thinking, you know, maybe, maybe you want to try. Yeah, I don't want to push it on you. But mm-hmm. th- I would think the ultimate goal is mm-hmm. to meet offline mm-hmm. if the conversation is going well. And you I, can think, control the I think pace. that takes a really long time for me, actually, yeah. to gain trust in someone. I guess that's the main difficulty about these mm. um, blind dates and online apps, right? Mm. You, you're sort of expected to make um, an instant connection or very quick connection. Exactly. Um, because you're meeting under the pretext mm-hmm. of dating. I mean, exactly. it's not a natural sort of uh, meeting, right. like in the workplace or through mutual right. friends. Mm. Have you tried that? Like in the workplace, I don't know, realifekorean.com, <laughs> how many single men or <laughs> how the scene is there? No, never no? at workplace, no. What about some more natural, like tongohe, those like clubs, offline clubs? Oh, tried I those? tried, I tried. But you never kind of get... you know, improve to actual relationships. You just end on friendships. I think uh-huh. that's just a problem of me. I don't know. That's just what happened to me. Because you don't want to maybe upset the relationship within this sort of group or the, fam- the, the club? Yeah, that's the main problem. Even though you meet someone that you're interested in, you wouldn't pursue it? No, unless we both get out of the club. <laughs> uh-huh. So very clear about sort of the personal and the business side. Yeah, I'm really clear about that barrier. Okay. Then it seems to me, Jessica, that maybe you, if you don't want to overstep that sort of boundary, mm-hmm. then these online apps, these t- blind dates, mm-hmm. maybe are they are your only options about meeting and What about like meeting in bars or clubs? Have you ever done that? I mean, that's fast. That's instantaneous. That's really fast. Yeah. So um, I guess it doesn't apply to you? No. I'm a slow kind of a girl. Okay. So <laughs> I'm a, let's get to know each other. Let's set up a date for mm-hmm. like three times, four times, five times. And then we have meaningful conversations. And then maybe okay. kind of a girl. So All right. that's way too fast. Now, another sort of... Um, um, Another one way that we can talk about t- to meet someone, especially mm. if marriage is your goal, mm-hmm. is these kyoron t o n g b o h e s a We see them on the side of buses, you know, mm-hmm. these where they set you up with people, mm-hmm. um, depending on your sort of your conditions mm-hmm. that you want to meet for a potential spouse. Mm-hmm. Have you ever sort of tried their services? I haven't tried it on my own, mm-hmm. but they keep on calling me. How do they keep calling you? I don't if know. You've actually, you didn't contact them first. No. That is kind of creepy. That is, right? <laughs> they, I don't know where they get my phone, phone numbers from, mm-hmm. but they keep on calling me randomly around the time of the end of the year, Christmas, <laughs> um, Happy New Year time. When time. most people yeah. may feel a little lonely. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. And they keep on calling me and they introduce me. They have a party coming up, Christmas party, cruise party coming up. Are, uh-huh. you, are you willing to enroll? And I know they are desperate to get me enrolled in mm-hmm. those parties, but I feel like, no, I'm not quite there yet. Yeah. I mean, I'm not. What are the sort of negatives that prevent you from joining these, um, these sort of marriage 
dating services. I know that I think they classify people according mm-hmm. to like what school mm-hmm. or what job you have mm-hmm. or the age bracket mm-hmm. as well. Yeah, financial status. Uh-huh. I, I, that's one thing that gets me. Okay. That's one thing I really don't like about those um, marriage counseling mm-hmm. companies. Um, I really, I don't know. It's just the, the idea of classifying people according to their Um, conditions according to their financial status. It just seems unnatural. No. Well, I mean, we talked about several ways to meet people and obviously all of them not easy. Mm -hmm. Do you feel a need to meet someone or are you, I mean, can't you just enjoy the single life? That's another thing. That's another thing. I'm enjoying my single life too much. I see. So I'm not really desperate to see anyone. I'm not really desperate to be in a relationship yet. Mm-hmm. So, What do you think is the best part of being single in Seoul for a, a young 30-something-ish You can do like anything. Uh-huh. You can do anything on your own. Seoul is a city filled with people who are alone mm-hmm. and they have all sorts of services and they all have things mm-hmm. as specifically designed for singles as well. Right. So it's really... Um, it's really good to enjoy those perks. So you no longer feel like a social stigma? I mean, Chuseok's, the Korean Thanksgiving is around the corner. Will mm-hmm. you be avoiding time with your family to avoid the questions of, why are you still single? Or do you not feel that anymore? Mm-hmm. One thing I love so much about my family is they never ask me those questions. Uh-huh. And they, my relatives, they never ask me. They never give me those kind of pressures. But I think for most normal Korean families, that mm-hmm. is one issue that they are, you know, single people might be worried about. Hopefully changing, though. And Mm -hmm. uh, like you said, Seoul is a pretty safe and wonderful place to be single. Mm -hmm. So thanks, Jessica, for sharing your story with us here today. Thanks for having me.